It's well known in rap and hip-hop circles that along with James Brown and George Clinton, my undisputed music legend is one of the most sampled musicians in the world today. He became the world's most famous sideman through his work with the Godfather of Soul. I'm talking of none other than James Brown, defining the language of funk for years to come and later taking it to the next level alongside George Clinton and Bootsy Collins. So, from the uh, intensity of James Brown to the eccentricity of P-Funk, my undisputed music legend is none other than the living legend that is Mr. Fred Wesley. Welcome to the show. Ooh, thank you very much. <laughs> that was quite an introduction. <laughs> quite an introduction that didn't even scratch the surface. I'm sure that you will agree, won't you? Well, yes, uh, there's a lot more, but the way you said it was beautiful. Oh, and I'm glad that you were proven. You know, I saw you in Manchester, Fred, with the new JBs in a sold-out show for Manchester Jazz Festival, and that was back in May, and it was a sight to behold. And you're back on tour, dropping us, dropping in to see us in Manchester again in November, on November the 1st. But before we get into what you're doing now, let me take you back some, because I know that you began your career in inverted commas proper with I can see in a Turner, but way before then, I understand that you started out in your dad's band. And, yeah. you know, it's hard, isn't it, following in somebody's footsteps? And I just wonder, you know, especially family, what was it like playing with your dad? Well, my dad made me the ultimate side man. And anything he needed, he would get me to do it. When I was maybe five years old, I was playing cymbals and uh, beating on things, you know, anything, any, any kind of noise that he needed, he would get me to do it. When I when I was in high school, I was in his choir, and I, I had to sing the part that the other guys wasn't singing. I had to sing first piano. And uh, when the way I got to, to the trombone is he needed one in the band. So really? I was practicing on, on the saxophone, and I was practicing on the trumpet stuff. But uh, he said trombone. I said trombone, that's a difficult instrument, you know. So uh, he said, but if you learn it, you can be in, in my band. And Lord, I wanted to be in that band. All my Absolutely. all the guys that was, that was in that band, uh, 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 I, I loved every one of them, you know. And um, uh, he, I, 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 I learned how to play the trombone, and uh, uh, he let me play in the band. And I was, I was making money at uh, maybe 15, 16 years old, you know. I was going to say because you're young, you're a young, young guy at this age, and and there you are earning. Yeah. Yeah, as a professional musician, really, wouldn't you? Well, as, as, as a side man, you know, I, I've always been on the side. I, I was a side man with Ike Tina Turner, a side man with James Brown, and side man with uh, Bootsy Collins, and uh, also with George Clinton. You know, so that that was my role to play the the, the make the part sound good 
on the on the side or in then behind the the, uh, the star, you know, because I I never will be a star, you know. Well, well, I don't I don't know about that, Mister Wesley. I think you're a bit of a star. No, I um, I, I, I wear ordinary clothes, you know. <laughs> well, it's not about the clothes, is it? It's about what's coming out. You know, you were talking about That's what I'm clothes talking about. before we kind of get into it, you know, and 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 I know that you you kind of say it happened almost by happenstance. Yeah. Did you start to love the sound? Because it does have its own very, very special, tender, gorgeous you know, trombone. I, I played the baritone horn in, in junior high, and uh, it, it sounded like a, a, a light version of, of the baritone horn. So I was always hearing that, that like you say, the thunder, you know, and uh, uh, it, it, it stuck with me to where I am now, an advocate of the trombone. I try to get all young people to play the trombone, you know, and I'm, I'm really tired of these, these young guys strumming a guitar, you know, every band you see had three or four guitars and it's drumming and strumming along and singing, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm tired of that, you know, I, I know I'm in, in the minority, but I would love the sound of the trombone. I don't know about being in the minority, Mr. Wesley, because uh, I will happily, happily join that minority along with you. And, you know, I wanted to take you down a particular path, but because you've talked about music in such terms now, I'm going to ask you the biggie right now before we get into the past. AI. Yes, here we go. AI. Now, I mentioned I came to your gig in Manchester and the thing that impressed me about it is that you were like one to a man the sound the groove the movement it was I mean I you know I don't want to go and say it's perfection because live music that's not what it's supposed to be about it's it's all about the interaction and what comes back from the audience but yeah. you played as one and to me, I was at the side and I gave such a smile of delight because on that stage, and I counted how many of you were on that stage, and mm -hmm. I totted up your ages roughly, and I'm like, my word, that that accounts for, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, getting onto about six, seven hundred years experience on that stage. Am I right? Or am I exaggerating? You are correct. Okay. And, and the music tells the story too. And the music tells the story. But importantly, yeah. Fred, you telling that story, and that was the music in inverted commas of yesteryear, but it is being responded to so favorably and so excitedly yeah. by the young people of today, which proves that it's it's still so relevant. Yeah, it's but absolutely relevant. They don't hear it. They don't hear it as much. But if they heard it. As much as they heard the other music, the hip hop, and the other music popular today, they would love it too. They can you can dance to it, you know. You can move. yeah, but you're saying that the sounds that you guys were making are the sounds that are made by machines. That's the whole point. So while yeah. you guys are standing there on stage and you're playing, what yeah. we are hearing live, created by you guys organically almost, yeah. is. Music uh, that you would hear people go into studio and program and do a twitch of this and twitch of that. So I, I, I did say AI. Do you think that uh, artificial intelligence will have any part, Fred, in what you're doing going forward? 
I'm afraid it, it will have uh, some relevance, you know, and and uh, uh, I mean, things are just, it's just easier to do things now. If you just take the time to learn how to program this and how to uh, 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 use this technology, uh, it, it's just easier and people just, just glum to that, you know, and uh, unfortunately, all of our people that study hard and learn how to play an instrument really good and how to sing properly and uh uh that's that's in the past that's in the past you don't have to be that good at at, at your art you have to be good at technology that's that is is, is what's happening today so would you say then there is becoming less and less need for people then you must have at least one person. <laughs> you see, because I won't actually see. I know I'm, I'm, it might sound backward. You see, but but what I will not accept is is getting rid of people, the need of people, because for me, that's the heart and soul. That's the beating heart. That's that's the thing that 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 is making the art form, if you like, of music so beautiful. It's a conversation, Fred. It has yeah. to be between you and the recipient's ears, you know, and, and to me, the beauty was in in somebody actually creating that coming from the soul, coming from the heart, coming from the mind, you know, and and saying that we're going for the easy options with everything yeah. um, to me in the world kind of sadly negates the world of the, the, the need for people. But in music. You know, I just it just makes me it just makes me feel sad. But you don't feel sad though, you just feel it's something that's gonna happen and you'll embrace it, do you? Yeah. Well, you know, uh artificial intelligence is definitely on the rise, you know, and people are becoming less and less important, you know. It, but you know, you you have you have to you have to accept the fact that things move on, you know. I mean we we we'd be sad. To know that uh that, that things move on, we'd be sad to know that artificial intelligence is taking over. But we are becoming less and less, and they are becoming more and more. You know, with more young people today, and for a lot of old people too. But the, we are the ones who appreciate the soul and the, and and the the uh excitement that you get from human contact. You know, but uh we uh they are uh. uh accepting uh, human contact like things you know in the future mm -hmm. and we have to accept that because we are behind and they are moving forward you know i'm 80 years old so time you know it's it's it's, it's a, a longer life expectancy but not much longer maybe two or three years longer you know but uh God willing, God willing. You know, I was sent a thing. Today. I accept it. I, I, I was sent something today, Fred, and it basically said something like, you know, I should find my phone because it's something like, good morning. If you've woken up today, God is giving, God is telling you once again that he has a purpose for you in your life. Well, it was, it was beautiful. It was really beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah. And I have to, I have to admit that, you know, it's not so much that I'm being a stick in the mud, but what I am doing is I am saying that you cannot negate the importance of the part that our elders and our legends have played. Actually, well, you know, I, I myself will not 
but not move forward. I I I don't use electronics. I don't use a uh, uh, technology to do my music. I do it the old-fashioned way. And uh, and I, I think as long as people like myself, as long as we are alive, we will keep the music alive. You know, because uh, I I like real drums, real bass players, real piano players. You know, and uh, uh real guitar players. If it's real, you know, Absolutely. because uh, uh, I will hold it back as long as possible. As long as I live, I will try. But I have a new album that came out. It, it's uh, it, it's called uh, To the Blues and Back. Okay. You know, it's a blues yeah. album. It, it's, it's, it there it is go. blues. There you and go. I, uh, what, what, was, what was I talking about? I was talking about music coming from the heart and soul. So are they your compositions or are you doing some... You just you, I don't mean just is are they your compositions or are you doing covers? What are you doing on the new album? Oh, you, what songs am I doing? Yes. Okay, I I I'll tell you one is one called the old man song. Okay. Uh, uh one is called Bipolar Woman. These are new, these are new compositions. Give me give me your reaction to Bipolar Woman. <laughs> and uh uh Big Leg Emma's house, you know, he's a and I, I cover Lou Rawls' old tune. Bum, bum. I was born in a dump. My mama died and my daddy got drunk. The back of the road, and, and I covered that. And and I sang it. You see how I'm trying to hold it back, hold it back. Yeah. So it's yeah. as long as I don't but I know my record won't be a gigantic success like a Michael Jackson record, but I'm doing my part to hold back the artificial intelligence. Well, there you go. And on that note, I think we should actually start to delve into you and who you are, Mr. Wesley, because um, there is so, so much to go into. And, you know, I know that you talk about yourself as a sideman and in one breath, it's almost as though you're dismissing it as, as though you were a nobody. But in the next breath, you also understand that what you're saying is, is the road of the sideman was integral to keeping the band together, basically. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, had, you had to have a good sideman and a sideman, so to speak, a honcho, somebody to, to move all the sidemen together, you know? And you had to have a leader among those those to get those men together, and uh, that was my job. That was my was job. It, you know, before we get stuck in, was it fun? Was it great fun? You were a young guy. Were you having the time of your life? I mean, really. It it, it was really it's really fun. It's really fun because you you get you get all the glitz and glamour of the star and all of the hard work and drudgery, uh, educated. Of, of the followers, you know, and so you're right in the middle. You get a little both sides, you know, but uh, you drive always drive the star. That that that's your job. That's your what job. What kept you grounded? What kept you grounded? You know, because I know James Brown, and, and again we're jumping ahead. I wanted to do I Can Tina Turner, so we're going to have to come back and do I Can Tina Turner. But I know James Brown worked you guys really, really hard, and loads of people left because he worked you so hard, and not you. You stayed the course, and more than stayed the course, you wrote with him, and you became his. You became his band leader. So, what was it that made you different then to the ones who couldn't stay the course? Because James Brown was just about the music, wasn't he? 
Well, you know, he he had to trust somebody to to uh translate what he said. You know, he he would say um 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 um. You had to translate that into music, you know. And uh, uh, I was the one chosen to do that, you know. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. How old, how, how old he go? Do it, please. Do it again. Tell me again. No, no, I won't do that again. I won't please, do it again. It was so funny. But, you know. Okay, people the thing, uh, uh, the boom, 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 but the, you know, you had to translate that into to listenable music, you know, okay. and that was my job. That was my job, and I understood where he was coming from, or where he said he was coming from, you know. Okay. But I had, I had my own ideas, and so uh, we we had a, a a mix of what he said, what he wanted, and what he got, you know. I would just make sure he got something good. Well, absolutely. And I mean, it wasn't, I know it wasn't sort of like all smooth sailing because you left and then you came back. But let's do this properly, Fred. Let's start. And as I say, I do know that we're missing out a considerable amount of stuff. But let's start with Ike and Tina Turner. What tunes might we know that you put your stamp on working, working with them? Nothing really. You know, I was... uh. I was uh, in, in the learning process at that time. I was a teenager, you know, and uh, I what I what I'd learned was uh, how to be a band leader for Mike Turner, you know, and uh, I, I learned how to play music and dance at the same time with Mike and Tina Turner, and and uh, I, I learned how to to uh, make instruments uh, uh, sound good together, you know, chords and. Uh, 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 melodies and stuff you know and from the horns and that that became my job but I was in an education uh, uh, stage when I was with Ike Tina Turner I, I didn't do much but I learned a lot. Did it surprise you then and you know they would do the controversy and move on did it surprise you then that all the controversy that followed you, you say that you learned how to be a band leader from him but obviously the thing that we all know of Tina, Ike and Tina Turner, as well as the wonderful music, is the fact that he dominated. You know, he 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 dominated over certainly over over uh, his wife, and I think he 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 dominated as well in 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 terms of the band. What what was it that you were? I mean, have have we got that wrong, Fred? Is that no, no, no? You're absolutely correct, but he just. He just took it a little further than than I would take it, you know, because uh, uh, you, you have to have a strong personality to dig with, to, to deal with, uh, say seven people that are banned, you know. So you have to have a a, a stronger personality to uh, keep them together. And uh, now about women, I I don't I don't understand that, you know, but him beating on on uh, Tina, I never understood that. In fact. I went after him one time and the guy grabbed me by the arm and told me that I wasn't in that and I should leave that alone, you know. But uh, uh, I, I learned how to separate how the band operated, how the band sound from what he was doing to Tina. You know, that was another thing, you know. Yeah, and may, of course, may she rest in eternal peace because she was so just absolutely wonderful. They were early, they were early early days was it then that you went from there to the military yeah i i uh if uh, i played a few local gigs uh, and during a, a year or two i was at home you know 
But uh, yeah, then uh, uh, I went into to the military and, and, you know, the military was good for me because it, I had to learn how to do things correctly and musically and uh, how to, how to learn music and uh, how to, how to voice instruments and stuff like that and how to play the trombone correctly, you know? And I, I learned these things in the army, in, in the military and, and I got, got a chance to, uh, 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 learn how to play in a big band, which made it possible for me to play in Count Basie's band later on in, in life. But uh, yeah, I, I I I thank God for the for the military. You thank God for it. Did you have a choice about whether or not you went? Not really, but uh, I was. I know you mean you thought you thank God musically. That's what you mean, don't you? Yeah, yeah, sure. Or, or am I putting words into your mouth? Do you just mean you? No, no. That is correct. You are correct. Because they were, they were, they were hard times, Fred. You know, you had people not going. You had people choosing not to go, didn't you? Well, uh, uh, have I got this wrong? No, no. I, I just want to explain to you how how me and a lot of other people felt, and uh, it was it was about doing your part, and I I, I still feel like I I did my part. In the, in the military because uh, we had to support uh, the people that were in Vietnam, you know, that was a, a and it was hard to do, but uh, you had to do it and, and you had to do it with, uh, with with flavor and with some kind of thing, you know, you had to have have a a, 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 a driving kind of a sound in order to make the, the band, I mean, make the, uh, the soldiers feel good, you know, that, that's what the band was about. Making people feel good. Well, that's something that you've carried on with, actually, isn't it? Making people feel good with your music. But I just wonder, was it really difficult to to kind of build yourself up to that when you think about the backdrop, the reality? You know, you're 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 playing songs to make the soldiers feel good, but the reality is actually the Vietnam War, the war in which millions of people back at home were saying shouldn't be happening. Yeah, well, if you want to get into politics and uh, stuff like that, you got the wrong person, because I don't <laughs> understand. You don't have understand. no trucking, you have no trucking all of that. No, I, I don't I don't talk about politics, you know. Of okay. course it was wrong, but uh, th that's all I could say about it. No, 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 I wasn't, I wasn't, forgive me, I wasn't trying to get you to say that the war was wrong. I was just trying to get you to, you know, just trying to understand how it felt, you know, actually being there, because that was, that was kind of the reality, regardless of whether the music is making people feel good. The reality yeah. is that it's people at war, which is, which is just heinous, isn't it? Full stop, you know. Okay, uh, uh, maybe I should have said as good as possible then. Yeah. Well, forget, forgive me. I really wasn't trying to to take you down any road. If we were right. going to do that, that would be a completely different conversation. Let's stick right. with the music. Let's stick with the music. Okie dokie. You talked about the military being really good for you and giving you discipline and not only giving you discipline, it taught you the things that you needed to know musically. And you also said it taught you how to be a band leader, which is uh, fantastic and obviously put you in great stead. But it must have. Those rules and regulations, I bet it helped because there you were then working with James Brown, who was a. Uh, a bit of a stickler, wasn't he, for the rules and and yeah. regulations? 
you know, James Brown really loved his people, uh, and he wanted his people to to shine, to uh, to be to be well dressed and 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 take care of business, and you know, that thing that we we weren't really known for back in those days, you know. And so he had to have some rules. He tried to to mold his people in his image, you know, to make them to make make them look like they like like, like the band was a, a, a professional band. It, that, that's what he wanted to look professional. Mm -hmm. We were professional, and uh, he was kind of harsh. Okay, he was real harsh at times, making people go his way because a lot of people didn't want to do that. You know, didn't want to wear suits to the to the gig every night. You know, and uh, and uh, 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 eat with silverware and stuff. You know, because uh, uh, we would like wild people who uh, uh, who was trying to tame. So uh, uh, I understood him. And I can understand the band. So I was the in-between James Brown and James Brown band. But for, for a period of time, for four years. You know, how did the other guys in the band respond to you kind of saying, uh, excuse me? Well, like, like, uh, like I said, you have to have a strong personality, you know, and you have to, you have to deal people, you have to treat people right. And uh, uh, you know, I, by me having strong personality and treating people like people, uh, when I, even when James Brown didn't treat people right, I would always treat them right. Then I, I became their leader, you know. And so uh, uh, they they believed in, in me. Sometimes I would tell them a lie that James Brown was a good guy, you know, and a. a, a tell James a lie that the band really loved him or something like that, you know. I was the in-between, maybe a, a psychologist, so to speak. Absolutely, you, know? you, you, you were the peacemaker. You were doing what needs to be done now, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know whether I would use the word lie. Uh, let, let's just let's just call it no, I, I, exercise. I'm, I'm it like it is. <laughs> Storytelling. Okay, okay, I was being kind. Storytelling, it was a lie. Um, no. <laughs> you know, it's funny, isn't it, when we're talking about James Brown? Um, he was a brand before the concept of brands existed, wasn't he? He was a what? A brand. A, he was almost oh, like a brand. A brand. Yeah. He didn't he didn't understand that. He didn't understand. and I didn't understand. I really didn't understand. In fact, it's just recently that I have understand a brand, you know, because uh uh James Brown had no idea what that was. He would make money and stick stick it in his pocket. He had a, his wallet was this thick. <laughs> and where he had checks and money in, in, in his wallet. And he would carry money out of these out of these uh uh concert halls in boxes, you know, and, <laughs> and add it somewhere. He wouldn't invest it, wouldn't in uh uh uh, uh try to make it grow. Uh, but he, he he would he would hide it hide it in in the ground uh, and behind trees and stuff like that. So he had anybody, no idea what branding was about. Did he not have anybody on his side that he trusted that that could that could, yeah, perhaps guide him better in terms of the finances? Maybe he was right. Anyway, maybe he was right hiding it underneath the tree and round the back and whatever. Maybe he was right. It was it belonged to him, didn't it? Maybe so, maybe so. You know, but, who uh, knows? But, but but you see the other people that that actually benefit from 
from their own money, you know. But uh, he he didn't he didn't understand that. Did he have he a massive? You understand? I, I got it and gonna keep it. <laughs> Did he have a massive entourage behind him? A few few people, you know. Um, uh, hit that, uh, uh, his uh, valet and bodyguards. Uh, uh, you some people from his hometown that you know people that he could really trust. That, that that was his his uh uh entourage and uh they they became my entourage too cuz uh I know like uh like one guy do you remember the time when I had had my hair done he was uh he was a a a, a, a cosmetologist drummer okay okay <laughs> and I used to roll my hair every day you know in in a roll his entourage became my entourage. I felt protected at all times, you know, and I I, I had my clothes clean and, and uh, ready to go at all times, and I didn't have to do that, you know. Were you like family? Was it like a family? Yeah, it was. Like uh, the big brother and the, the head man and uh, all the siblings, yeah, it was sort of like that, you know. But what of your family and what of your own life? Did you oh. have one? Yes, I do, you know. Yes, well, you did and yes, you do. So, how did you manage to marry the two? Well, um, I, I married early and had three beautiful little girls, you know. And then I married again uh, late and had two wonderful guys, you know. Okay. And uh, and now my, 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 my second, both my wives are dead now. They, they, they uh, passed on. And uh, I was, uh, I was, I was bummed. I was, I, I was bummed out, you know, by all, all of the death. And my brother, my brother died too. And so the only ones left in my family is me and my sister. Uh, and uh, we, we managed to get eighty years old. You know, he's she's seventy nine, and uh, we, we kind of stick close together. That's why I'm in Montgomery, Alabama now. Okay. You're in Montgomery, Alabama. You know what I've got to say next, don't you? Obviously, we've just had killings. I mean, you, you said you don't want to do anything political, but we've just had killings of three people, you know, in Florida on the yeah. anniversary of Dr. Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. Know, and you're well, there in Alabama. Yeah. Well, you know, things have changed. We, we, we learned for the most part how to treat each other. I mean, uh, we're not like each other, but we understand boundaries and we understand things that you can do and things that you can't do, you know? So, uh, but every now and then, one or two of the, uh, well, maybe more than one or two, they just breaks out of that boundary thing and on each side, you know, the blacks and the whites and, and trouble starts, you know? But uh, for the most part, we have learned how to, Keep our mouth shut. Uh, how to how to deal with each other, even though we may not like each other, you know. I think it was just a very very sad day, and uh, I don't think that there's that whatever you say, whatever I say, 
uh, will not take away from the sadness, certainly from the people who've, who've lost somebody. I mean, it's, it's a, oh, a crazy God, yeah. world, a crazy world we live in. But music, but music, yeah. Mr. Wesley does do something, does do something. I call it medicine for the soul. And music is certainly my saviour. Um, you know, if I'm happy, if I'm sad, if I'm crying, if I'm whatever there is, there, there's always, there's always a tune. And I wonder about how that is with you. You know, you, you've composed music as well, have you? You know, do, do you always have, do you have kind of set kind of grooves in your head? So if I said to you, come up with a P-Funk kind of a groove now, would you know immediately what you were going to drop? Yep. I would know immediately, and oh. I, and I would, I would, I, I would have to put it down right now, or I would lose it. You know, so I, I, it's some kind of muse or some kind of god, uh, somebody that makes me uh, embody music. I, I I can do music anytime, anywhere. Some kind of music. Uh, sometimes it's classical. Sometimes it's blues. Sometimes it's funk, sometimes it's jazz. You know what I really love is bebop, and uh, 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 it's just in my body, and uh, I, I I can do it at the drop of a hat. If you say give me a song to to uh, uh, introduce my show, I could, I can give you that in a minute. You know, but I would have to write it down or put it on a computer or hum it into something right now, or I, I lose it and, and go on to the next thing. You know. But I, I am gifted. I have. I am gifted, and uh, uh, I'm gifted with music, and I, I thank God for it. And I, I, I try not to ever abuse it. You know what I mean? I try not to ever not do what I should do. What I, what I am programmed to do. Who I am. I had to do, be who I am at all times. Okay. Well, I'm thanking God for it, and uh, I'm not. And if if, if to, you say I'm, what. I'm not I'm not wanting to abuse it either, but you can't say things to me like if you ask me to write you a tune to your show, I can do it like that. Mr. Wesley, write me a tune to the write me an introductory tune to my show. Thank you very much. I've asked. That's the cheekiness over and done with. Let's get back to you and you, you the man. Um you are coming across as very, very kind of modest and a very gentle and and kind of kind and caring man and I'm sure that must have balanced out really quite well against the man and genius who is um Mr James Brown and you know I talked about it wasn't being all plain sailing and you sort of joined him and then left and then you came back again I think the beauty was it was in knowing that James needed sorry you needed James but that James needed you didn't he he needed he did you. he did it was it was funny how it happened that must have felt uh, good that must have felt you know, good at, see uh Maceo left him first and I was I was already gone so he, he said who can I get that really needs a job <laughs> and it doesn't have a band to be my band leader and he he uh said he ended up on me with me, and I, I I really needed him because I had moved to California, and uh, uh we wasn't making much money out there, and so uh 
James came right on time. So I came back to him with the intention of making as much money as I could, you know. And I, I, I started off making money. Did Soul Power. And uh, that, that was a hit, you know. I know it was a hit. You know, there's so many hits, so many songs, so many records. You know, can you give me, is it possible for you to uh, give me uh, one of your monster tunes there? Because I said before, didn't I, that, that James Brown, you've been quoted as saying, James Brown had nothing else to do but music and he wore many people out because of it. So, didn't wear me out. No, he didn't wear you out. I know. So obviously you're on the same kind of groove as James. But have you have a monster tune for me? What, what you do you want? I mean, with, with with a with a fabulous memory, one that you laid down and it just like that. It was just right. Well, you know what what happened? Like you said, just like that word, music, everything concept was breaking bread. Okay. Uh, Mr. Brown told, asked me, told me, write me a song about bread. <laughs> he did. He did. And so this guy I was telling you, who was a, 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 a drummer, he was doing my hair. Okay. Got doing my hair. And so all of a sudden it came to me. Now I, I was, I admit I was smoking a joint. Yeah. Okay. And it comes to the creativity. Yeah. And and, and uh, I I had to, to get out of my head. I had the music, the the background, everything right then. And we went to the studio and put it down. Did it boom bong, bong. I went back home the other day. It, it was like a family reunion just okay. came into my mind, you know. And I was very happy with, with that song. I, I still do it today. Yeah. Another one that you uh, always do today is house party, isn't it? Yeah. House party. Tell me about yeah. the importance of uh, house party. House party was a, uh, uh, it actually it was a, it was a house party in in my house in California. Party used to just spring up, and uh, um, my my wife was like the. Uh, the party master, you know, she would she she could get a party, call up a few friends, and they would call up a few friends. That's how I wrote house party, you know, about a real happening. Yep. Sure. You, you can't just That's leave it, it there. You <laughs> can't just leave it there. You drop that tune, you start grooving, and it's almost like again, I think, again, looking at the young people, just to see the new people. Getting into that groove. You know, they did. This is a record for me. World of good for me, too. You know, I love to see that. I, I love to see that. I, I love I love to see young people. You know, young people come up and tell me, say, I never knew I liked this music before, you know? And uh, that's because they don't hear it as much, you know? Yeah, yeah. Tell me about Damn Right I Am Somebody. What was that song about? Oh, James Brown got into his political thing and uh, he wanted to, to uh, uplift his people. Like I said, he loved his people. He really did. And he wanted to be their leader, you know? And uh, so uh, uh, Jesse Jackson, 
the Reverend Jesse Jackson came up with, I am somebody. So he told me to write a song. <laughs> but he, he said, not just a song, make it an elaborate song, you know? And that that's how Damn Right I'm Somebody became Damn Right I'm Somebody and an elaborate tune, you know? I just had a piano player ask me, say, well, is it in F or is it in D? <laughs> Uh, what is it in G? But uh, it, it was very elaborate, and uh, we worked on it for all day long until we got it right. And it was—it's it's one of our most popular songs right now. Yeah, I do it first every night, you know. It's—it is a fantastic song, yeah, and yeah. I think you know it's kind of one of those songs that, as you're singing it, as you're singing the lyrics, it's empowering, isn't it? It yes, makes you feel good. It makes yeah. you feel good about yourself. Um, yeah, I'm right. I'm somebody. We were we were talking about about the climate today, and I think that that's something that's needed so yeah. much to be able to stand up and 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 you know to always remember that I am somebody because I think in this world it's so easy, isn't it, Fred? Oh yeah. To let yourself become subsumed, to let yourself be taken over. And it's happening. That noise that's out there, you know. So, uh, and, and 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 it's happening now. But like I say, all you can do is just do your part to hold back as much of it as you can, you know, because it's gonna happen. Yeah. It's gonna happen because you so many, so many people on that side of it, you know, that are the, the technological side of 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 life. The uh 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 of artificial intelligence inside of life. It, it's happening. Because yeah. if you know you use these telephones and these this look what are we doing? Zoom talking to each other. Where are you in Manchester, England? Yeah. I'm in Alabama, you know, the technology is taking over and we contribute to it as much as we want to hold back the musical part of it, you know. But it's going to I'm sorry. It's going. Now I know I know it's going. Um, I just hope and pray that always there will be a need for originators of music. I just love the I want a song on blah 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 and make it elaborate. It would be like me saying, I want a song on I don't know how much I, how much how much I love jazzy vibes, but make I'm it better. elaborate, please. I'm gonna write you a song, okay? <laughs> oh my word, Mr. Wesley, you don't know. Once you make a promise, that's it. I hold you to it, and I would be. I tell you, I will sing you promise. song. I will sing you one soon. Oh. I, I won't do it today, but uh, when I when, when it hits me, when I'm it hits it. you, I'll be reminding you tomorrow. Let's talk mm -hmm. about the work that you did. We can't we can't ignore the work that you did with Bootsy and uh, George and Parliament. Oh, now, yeah. you, you go from James Brown to the funkadelic world that, you know, you could almost call it the surreal world of uh, eccentricity of P-Funk. And, you know, it's dead funny because they talk about immersive experiences now, don't they? You know, it can't just be a gig. You know, it's got to have some sort of animation and 3D elements and some sort of something else going on. But if yeah. you think, you know, if you visualize kind of how elaborate the Parliament Funkadelic stage show was, and mm. I'm going back years now, at the time it was like nothing else. 
So it was almost like a one of these immersive experiences then. What was it like for you as a musician? Well, you know, like chaos. I mean, was it was it kind of organized chaos or <laughs> good, good good way to put it, organized chaos. But yeah. you know, George, George Clinton had it organized, really. He did have it organized. And uh, uh he read books on uh, uh the extra the extraterrestrials and and the, the the things of the world that we never think of, but he he read these books and he got these ideas. But we all became side men, you know. I would do the horns, Boosie would do the rhythm, uh, 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 Gary would do the do his part of the guitar, and 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 uh, but he would organize it, you know. So uh, he'd take all the chaos and organize it into a beautiful song, you know, flashlight, you know, stuff like that, and uh. Uh, and Boosie is, is, is the total funk master. Believe me, he is the funkiest bass player in the world. And my job was just to decorate it a little bit more, you know, and and make, make it sound like a like, like somebody had spent some time on it, some time <laughs> organizing, it, you know. And so uh, all of these these elements came together. George Clinton would organize it and uh, uh, Boosie would do his thing and and it, it, it turned out to be, how did you say it, uh, organized? Organized chaos. chaos. <laughs> Gary there as well, which Gary we yeah. talked about that. We you want the fault, you know, you, you take some take some gumption to do stuff like that, you know, I would never do it. Really? I would never do it, but I would support it though. Whatever he do, I mean, whatever he did, I would support it, you know, and uh, Boosie would support it, and and Gary and all of Bernie, all of everybody became a side band that would support George Clinton's organized chaos. Give him something to organize. How about that? Well, <laughs> giving you something to organize. It was. It was honestly, as I say, you know. Way I think way way before its time, it's kind of a, a bit along the lines of Sun Ra, but maybe not as eccentric oh. as, as not as eccentric as Sun Ra, but kind of right. along that came that same transcendental vein thing, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Like like Sun, Sun Ra was just just ahead of his time, and he didn't have the backing to blow it up as big as he wanted it, you know. But George Clinton did have that 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 backing, so uh, you know, it's it's still about having the correct money behind you, you know? You talk about right. money. Money and business is the reason that you left Parliament, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah, that's one reason or other reason, but I got the job with uh, Count Basie. <laughs> ah, so you went back into your love of jazz, didn't you? Well, I, I had always wanted to play with Count Basie. It, you know, my father had a band much like Count Basie's band, okay. and I always wanted to play with the, with the, the top big band in, in the area, you know, and I got a chance to do it, and I was going to do that anyway, you know. You know, it's so funny, Fred, um, you know, forgive me for sharing this, but I say that I'm into music of the jazzy vibe, and the reason I say of the jazzy vibe is because it means I can play anything in terms of music of black origin, because everything kind of falls into a twang somewhere. You know, I just need to hear a bass drop. And to me, there's an instrumental, it's jazz. You know, that's it. As long as it's music that, that does something to you, that moves you in some way, you know, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of um, of a jazzy vibe. But the thing about... Some strumming guitar don't move you. 
So yeah, I I I I, I think it is. You know, it to me, it's not important to have a label. It's more about what the music actually does. What I was mentioning before, what it does to the recipient. And your music brings joy. Your music brings joy. When you do those I Am Somebody, not only does it bring joy, it makes you stand up. It's kind of like chest high, and I like that because it makes you uh, that makes you feel doubly good. Well, but it makes me feel music, good to know that yeah, I make you feel good. Yeah, it does. It makes you feel doubly good. And, yeah. you know, you, you talked about your age before, and I think, you know, it's something to be so, so proud of, Fred. Because oh, yeah. what I've talked about here is somebody who did something, somebody who's doing something, but somebody who's still got something to say and somebody who people are feeding off. You know, you are, I mentioned right at the beginning, you're one of the most sampled guys, aren't you, on the planet? Is that, is that, I don't think I was exaggerating there, was I? No, 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 it's, it's a, like I say, uh, hip hop is it was a mixture. Mixture of uh, uh, funk and the spoken word, you know, it, and uh, uh, it has to have a rhythm to it. But it's getting less and less real and more and more electronic as, as we go along, you know. Because like I, I really liked. Uh, I'm talking about I'm talking about the seventies. Um, Gil Scott Heron, maybe. No, no. Um, well, yeah, he. I guess he was one of the innovators. Me, you know, breaking bread was it was a uh wasn't exactly hip hop, but it was spoken word, you know. <laughs> I I would say the last poets you see in Gil Scott Heron, they were the people who were talking yeah. in the seventies. Yeah, but well, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't to a hip hop gro groove; it was to kind of a slow groove, wasn't it? Right, right. But I, I that, that's what I'm trying to say that that that, that groove I kind of liked it, you know, because it had a beat to it and yeah. it went. And it made sense, you know, the, the, the music today, like a Jay-Z, yeah. doesn't make sense to me. You know, it, uh, whatever he's saying is not rhythmical or not, not, not uh, uh, groovy enough for me, you know. Do you know but, Robert uh, Glasper's stuff? Hmm? Do, you know Rob, do you know Robert Glasper's stuff? Robert Glasper? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I like, yeah. His, I like his stuff. He does a lot of collaborations with a load of different musicians exposing you know, different sorts of music. Because you see, there used to be this like awful snobbery, didn't they, around music, especially particularly yeah, yeah. around jazz. And, yeah. you know, I think his his idea of bringing in all of these people like Q-Tip, Erica Badu, people like this, you mm. know, um, Layla Hathaway, yeah. uh, you know, any number of them, <laughs> you know, uh, Herbie Hancock. Yes. You know, working with all of these people, uh, mm -hmm. Cassandra Wilson, you know, exposing them to all this this, this kind of a groove. Well, well you mentioned Herbie Hancock. You mentioned Herbie Hancock. Now he he's right down the middle. He can play jazz like a demon, and he can play funk like like like, like Boosie, you know. So that, that that's right down the middle, and, and that's actually where I am, right down the middle, you know. But uh uh uh, uh that that's where it moves more to the right. I mean. More to to the spoken word and I and and less rhythm, less okay. less funk, you know, and the more and more spoken word, less and less funk, you know. That, that, that's what's happening, you know, because these these backgrounds, yeah, I I predict that music will one day be a boom, 
and a scream. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, can I do the boom? I'll be all right on the boom, you do the scream. Do you know your kids? You talked about your kids and your family before. What do they think about having a dad who's so uh, cool and so steeped into funk? What are they saying? Are they proud of their dad? Isn't it oh. not cool to have a dad that's so cool and into funk like this? Your kids, what are they saying? They are, they are, and my grandkids too, you know. They are all like to come see me when I when I uh when I perform. I I, I have uh two uh, I have a lot of nieces and nephews and uh uh once I had in Detroit I had all my uh cousins and nieces and on stage with me at the one oh, time. Wow. You know? wow. Yeah, and I and I like to do that with family, you know, because we it's less and less of us family also because I had a bunch of family in Georgia. They are all gone, you know. But uh, the ones that are still here, I just try to stay as, as close as I can to them because they enjoy me and I enjoy them. And I know I have this gift to uh to uh give to people, you know, and I, I want to give it to them too, you know. You absolutely do have a gift to give to people. You know, we're getting close to the end and there's two questions that I've got for you. And the first one, you know, I mentioned that I'm into music and I say, you know, of the jazzy vibe. And the thing that really upsets me is that there's not more black people into jazz. And so I ask all of my legends, why do you think it is that more black people aren't into jazz? I don't know. Uh, I, I hate to say this, but I, I think because it's it's that easy. Uh, you know, we we have worked hard all our all our lives and and all our ancestors' life worked hard. And when 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 you get something, you find something that's easy, easy to do to create. And you do that, you know. But but white people. They have they have a a, a a a work ethic a, a work ethic that causes them to practice more, you know. And you know you you can only play bebop and jazz and, and stuff like that if you practice. You have to practice long and hard to get your fingers and your lips together to do things like like a, a, a Charlie Parker. A, Miles Davis, you know, but uh, to do do things like uh, 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 P Diddy and uh, um, uh, uh, Jay Z, you know, you just have to learn how to go booty, bee, bubby, and then so if they're not right, they correct it. So it's easier, I think, and jazz is is hard. So I, I I I hate to put it that simply, but it's like that. Very interesting. A very interesting answer. Finally, and just for fun, I also asked my legends what song they wish they could have written. So that can be something that you actually love or something that you just dig or something that every time you hear it, you just think there's no other song for me. And, you know, I play it first every night. It's a chameleon by Herbie Hancock. Oh, very nice. That, 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 that gets everybody... In fact, I tell her at the end of the song, I say, you see where I'm coming from? <laughs> well, I tell you what, Mr. Wesley, I certainly see where you're coming from. You talked about still having something to say. And, you know, I think that 
you know, over this, I hope that what we've proved is that the sound of funk is, very, is still very much the sound of today. If it? you hear it, you'll love it. You'll love it, you know. If you hear it, it'll love you. It'll make you move your groove, you know. Mm -hmm. I love the problem is The problem is we don't hear it enough. We don't hear it enough. You know. Okay. Yeah. So you've chosen chameleon and it's kind of slow down and enjoy the funk, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I tell you what, proving that the sound of funk is absolutely relevant. Trombonist, a band leader, arranger, and composer, Fred Wesley. Thank you very, very much for this brilliant lesson in the uh, history of funk. And uh, can't wait for your gig on the first well, of Manchester. Thank you so much for having me on here. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. And damn right, you are somebody, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gifted. I'm gifted. I just have to say it like, like it is. <laughs> and damn right, he is somebody. And damn right, you are somebody. That is right. It is now time for the important bit, which is you. And, you know, I want to know what you think. So, have you enjoyed this lesson in P-Funk? Does Fred Wesley and the JBs hit your groove? You know that my Universal Music Podcast is all about giving props to people who are instrumental in the development of music today while they are still with us. And Fred Wesley absolutely, absolutely qualifies as one such person. So, remember to hit that button and subscribe to this podcast. And very soon, you will be meeting your next Undisputed Music Legend, sharing their secrets of success and longevity just with you. So... Thank you for taking the time to listen. And uh, remember, if I hit your group, please do follow me. You'll find me on uh, at Audrey Hall underscore on uh, Facebook and Twitter, of course, and uh, on all the uh, usual social channels. And of course, I am on YouTube with this wonderful podcast and on loads of other podcasting channels too. So uh, please do follow me. And most importantly, don't keep this great news to yourself. And then tell your peeps, tell them to follow me too. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> keep cool and enjoy the groove. Until the next time.